0: you glad to be purged by the blood of Jesus? Amen. Aren't you glad it never loses its power? Amen. That it works today. It's for us right now. Amen. For every situation. Let's bow our heads together as we go to prayer this morning. If you'd like to be remembered, just raise your hand in God right now. Jesus knows every desire, every longing, and every heart. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you today for the privilege of serving you, for this opportunity that we have to gather in your name. We're just asking that you would minister to our hearts today, hands is lifted up to you and said, Lord, I have a need and I pray God that you'll respond to that need for you are our God. And as our God, you are Savior, Healer, Deliverer, Satisfier, Comforter, Strength Giver. Lord, everything that a God is, you are that to us. We thank you, Lord, that we can look to you to that atonement that was made. Lord, that was the blood that was shed at Calvary. And Lord, as we have sang and testified this morning, I'm glad my sins are gone. Where are they? They're underneath the blood. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for that cleansing. Asking, Lord, your blessings now upon us as we look into the word that you'll touch our hearts today. You know, the burdens that, that was represented by ever lifted hand to you today. Meet it, I pray, in the name of Jesus as we thank you and give you glory and honor. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Gonna let you have your seats. Amen. Certainly appreciate the Lord and Amen. All that He has done for us. Well, if you came here last Sunday, well, you found out that we wasn't here. Amen. I trust there'll be another day like that that we permanently leave this place. I didn't build this place to stay. Amen. I built this place to get us ready to leave. Amen. And so you know, um, I, it was a study done one time on the pyramid, and um, actually, Brother Branham would use that illustration of the pyramid, and he would, you know, and, and uh, as the study was done on it, they, it was it was not made originally for tombs to uh, for burial, but was made for a place to ascend amen, and That's what it was. That's what it was—a place to ascend from. Enoch built the first pyramid. Amen. And uh, that's what we want to, to do is we want to ascend. We don't want to stay here. Amen. But God bless you for uh, coming here today and being a part with us. Amen. Good to see you, Brother Gary, Sister Barbara, and Sandra, after all the health battles that you've had and able to be with us in church today. This is wonderful. Welcome home. God bless you. Amen. Well, we're not home yet, but we're, this is just a little bit, a, a little closer to it. Amen. also want to welcome all the visitors that are here today. If you're a visitor in our midst, we we want to just say we're happy that you're here. Amen. Mr. Mason, nice to see you today. God bless you, brother. Nice to have you in the service with us. As you know, the brethren are um, uh, now is actually uh, sometimes in, um, let me try to get my thoughts now exactly where we are. Well, we're nearly we're nearly getting close to um, uh, midnight over in Japan, and uh, the day has been spent, and they're about to enter into another day if they haven't, and uh, so the meetings there have just about come to a conclusion. I'm not sure if they'll have a service uh, on Monday, but um, I just wanted to show a little picture there of them gathering there. Uh, as the believers there had gathered in the little church, the new little work in Japan. And we want to thank God for every soul that has been touched and every heart that has heard the word of God. Amen. And, you know, as they came into the, um, and to Japan, they were met with, with um, uh, some of the believers and then one that had just gave their heart to the Lord and, and yet now had lung cancer and you know, um, they they just prayed for her and believed that God would just bring a healing. Showed the pictures of Sister Lana to her of what God did, and she said, "Well, my case ain't near that bad. You know, if God can do that for her, what can He do for me?" Amen. And you know, I think that's good that we can um, receive encouragement. So. They're, they will be going now into the other parts of Japan. This is somewhere near Tokyo. Not sure the exact location. But um, we, they will be going into other parts of Japan. Brother Craig, brother, uh, brother Craig Boer and Brother George Winters. While Brother Timothy Pruitt and Brother uh, Tim Winters go on into uh, the Philippines. And that's what that prayer request was for. Brother Danny Del Mondo, uh, from the Philippines contacted me asking that we remember them in prayer that as they get ready for this meeting and, and uh, we we know there's a lot of lot of needs that are among God's people and then there's a lot of needs among our young people amen because every time we come up another generation we have another generation that must have their own chance at their own revival Amen. For God to move in their lives and hearts, and so um, you know, we just uh, concluded our um, our youth camp, and and just while I'm while I'm there, I just uh, I wanted to mention too. Yesterday, when it was a great turnout for the um, youth activities building there, and we got so much accomplished. So we really appreciate everybody who participated. We got. Just um things that would have took us several weekends to do if we hadn 't uh, got had the help that we had, but where they were able to do so much work inside and outside hooking up the the, the sewers and the drain lines and the electricity and all the outside um, uh, work that they did so and then a lot of inside work and framing and and putting up the plywood and so on around there was a lot got accomplished and I want to thank you for your burden and for working together for the things of god um, also so speaking about the youth camp, we uh, had a tremendous meeting. Those of you that were there we We packed out the place. I'm not sure uh, exactly how many, but uh, 800 plus people gathered there. And we just saw just a a lot of deliverances, just some wonderful time where God came on the scene and and brought deliverances in the lives of people. And I, I think there were at least seven major demonic manifestations there that we had to withstand but I would just like to say we were triumphant in every one of them. Amen. Amen. What well, you're seeing is a New Testament church rising up. Amen. Demon spirits cast out, people healed, delivered, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And this is what's very important. If you, you were delivered of, of something, well, get that place filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't, well, you just, you just make yourself, um, you know, a mockery of the gospel. Because down the road, you'll just take another spirit or maybe seven more and even be worse than what you were before. So get that filled with the Holy Ghost. And, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, if you, if you receive the Holy Ghost, well, it's just seek God for more of it. Just fall in love with Jesus. Build on your experience with God. Whatever God's done for you. He'll do more for you, Amen. So you know you don't know um, exactly what time your life will be called from the earth. I think um, Jeremiah's sister Heather and Lillian and and Justin were all in an accident last night, and God uh, uh, gave them safety and grace. But we don't know what moment that we our lives could be snapped out, and you'll have to go meet God. So, you know, and then we don't know what moment the, the rapture will take place. The dead in Christ will rise and begin to appear among us. You don't want anything in your life. Neither do you want to, you know what, as we faced um, the devil in, in many situations, we don't, want, we don't want us to be called out either and be told we don't have any power. You know, that we're a fake or that because of some uh, underlying sin, it's time to clean up your lives and get right with God. Amen. Surrender your heart to the Lord completely and totally. And so, you know, we, we, um, we uh, you know, I, I just wanted to say even... Uh, you know, after we came home from the camp, well we had uh, a number of deliverances that took place there as we testified of what God had done, just some mighty, mighty powerful, wonderful um, uh, deliverances and we talk about manifestations of demonic uh, powers, but you know what about the manifestations of the living God? Amen. Amen. As we've seen the Holy Spirit come back and and bring deliverance and vindicate his word. And show that the devil has no power. Amen. That his, every bit of it has been bound and he's nothing but a bluff. Amen. But we, we have the power to withstand him. And so, you know, I... After that, you know, we um, even Wednesday night you saw the the victory that our sister Jessica Conroy exhibited here. You you wonder what all of that shouting and dancing was about, and as she as she began to sing about God's deliverance, because it was real to her. Amen. When it comes real to you, it'll give you something to dance and shout about too. Amen and even if it's been 25 years ago or 50 years ago it ought to resonate in your heart every time you know of God's great power that he done in your life amen. amen with with a thankfulness back to God and so with God uh, doing a great work i and, and maybe we'll talk about it sometimes later but um you know there's uh, we just watched and saw as God began to purge his people and sanctifying his gifts. And uh, I, I believe when our gifts are sanctified that we can sing with more power, with greater anointing. Amen. We can worship. Our worship will be more pure our, and it'll be more sacred and it'll be more Holy. And it'll be of greater value. I think, you know, there's value of worship from a justified life. And a greater value of worship that comes from a sanctified life that's cleansed. And even a greater value of worship that comes from a Holy Ghost-filled life. And so, you know, there again, our worship should be more pure and more sacred and more holy. We heard uh, some wonderful messages that were ministered by Brother Andrew Glover, by the way, he just turned 23 years old, and so um, he, he preached like he had been preaching for many, many years with a tremendous anointing, a very gifted young man with, a character, with character to go with it, right. amen, and humbleness and love for the Lord and love for truth, and uh, we love Brother Andrew and appreciate him a lot as we've seen God use him mightily. He's, he is a product of what God's moving of His Spirit. He told about in in the youth camp there, as um, the, where he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and and uh, God God you know done a marvelous work in his life. And we uh, heard from Brother Donnie Reagan. Brother Donnie Reagan has ministered in our youth camp, and of course in our family camps. Our our Labor Day meetings, uh, different ones, a great friend of ours, someone we really love and respect. And I think, you know, as he ministered on the, the danger of an unsurrendered heart, I think it, it really resonated with so many of how that you could be anointed and your, your heart unsurrendered. And so, you know, it's really important that we give the devil no place to hide in our lives amen but we we you know god will take whatever part you give him but he wants your all amen but he'll take whatever part that you'll give him and so i i would say when you know like the song says i surrender all not 20 percent, all everything that's when the holy ghost comes is when you make a full surrender and you wonder sometimes why people wait and wait and wait to receive the Holy Ghost well God's waiting on you you're not waiting on him amen because he made a promise to fill you with the Holy Spirit and and that's his promise to us amen so anyway I want to thank everybody for the great camp that we had and for ministering to the bride of Christ I think it was a A wonderful uh, time that we had in the Lord, where God moved mightily, and um, and uh, I want to thank all of our deacons and trustees and different um, other parts of the body here, the sound men, the musicians, everybody, uh, every person who who uh, did their part to make that a successful meeting. You know, you can't do things alone and by yourself. I think, you know, even when we were, um, we were dealing with so many uh, spirits of oppression, we, we realized very quickly how it takes a team effort. Amen. You know, the one man can't do it all. Amen. But God calls us all to in his body for work for God. Amen. So I want to thank the church for all that you did and the efforts that you put forth and the support of the meeting the prayers that went up it was very very important i believe that god did some mighty things amen Amen. so god bless you and thank you for letting me have this moment just to speak to you about it if you didn't get it and didn't get to hear them you can go back to eveninglight.net and hear all of the sermons and we, we have the brethren who work diligently to get them online, and I, I want you to think about that. Every time you access something like that or a podcast or the singing podcast or anything that we have out there is for your blessing, but there's somebody had to put that together and somebody had to um, administer that. And I want you just to breathe a prayer on their behalf that God would bless them as they take time from their families and so on to give unto the Lord. And there's so much that is given to the Lord, but it's nothing. God will never be in debt to any of us. Amen. He'll repay it many times. Will you stand together with me as we look into the Word this morning? And we'll just get right into the Scripture now as we um, get past these little um, pastoral speakings just to go into the word now. Mark 11 verse 20. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remember said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. And for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. 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 Now let's turn to Matthew chapter 17. We'll read from the 14th verse. And believe you me, as we dealt with situations this week, we, this scripture came to my mind. And that, however, at the same time as we read this, I just want to report again and reemphasize there was not one situation that God didn't give us victory. Amen. Amen. Matthew 17, verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the water or into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, "O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer with you? Suffer you bring him hither to me. I'm glad he didn't have to say that to us. Amen. Amen. I just want to report while we're standing right here. I spoke with, with a pastor this week of... Um, Who's the lady that we dealt with in that first case for about forty minutes, and then had to take to a back room to to finish it up, and got deliverance about one o'clock in the morning? But let me let me tell you, as the pastor was preaching Wednesday night, he just looked out there and saw her and called her name and said. As she was she was beaming like a a bright light Hallelujah. and a, just a glow about her and she was rejoicing and he just mentioned her you know of her deliverance and and she just shouted and rejoiced Hallelujah. I'm gonna tell you the gospel works yes. the gospel of deliver yes. it set free yes. amen And then Jesus said, verse 17 again, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. And then came the disciples to Jesus aboard and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, remove hence to the yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now skip right on down to the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 7, and we will read from there. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. That's all under his authority. He don't let us know when he's coming back. We just are to tarry till he comes. We're to work till Jesus comes. But you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And then one more scripture reading, we'll let you be seated. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. May God bless you as you're seated. We're going to be speaking this morning on being connected, connected with omnipotent, with omnipotence. Now when Adam st- uh, originally in, as God made man and placed him in his garden and he stepped forth from the hand of God who had fashioned him from the dust, he breathed into him the breath of life. Adam was a three-part being. He was body of clay. He was, had a human spirit. And of course he had a soul. And Adam lived in a paradise. In a pristine, sin-free condition. And he had a connection with God. Through which he operated and ruled the physical realm by faith in that position that God placed him in and the power of God's Word. And at the, at the fall, of course, Adam lost his connection with God because sin will make you lose that connection. And in all reality, we were all born in sin, so we were born all disconnected by our first birth. That's why we need a new birth. And Adam, of course, sinned by heeding his wife's reasoning. And instead of holding on to God's word, he let go of God's word, took a hold of reasoning instead. And his wife Eve, of course, had reasoned with Satan and then produced the product to Adam. Adam then let go of God's word and sold out. And he sold himself as well as his offspring, the whole human race. To become slaves under satan's dominion and this is, of course is how every person is born they're born a slave they're born a slave to sin to unbelief and of course by losing connection um adam lost his fellowship with god he lost his inheritance of eden and his right to immortality For then came to pass the word, the day you eat thereof, that day you die. And now death began to set in, fear and unbelief. Now in losing his connection with life, he lost his inheritance in life. Of having complete and supreme control over the earth. Before the fall, all was under his dominion. There could not come a storm or lightning or damaging hail or, or, or terrible winds that because Adam had the power over the atmospheres. But now he would yield that up and of course Satan would become the prince and the power of atmospheres and, and even bring the earth's atmosphere to torment man through which he will torment all mankind. Now of course we know God was the God of the heaven and he placed Adam in, in Eden and Eden was but a paradise of God. It was just a little bit of heaven on earth and God was the God of the universe but his son Adam was the God of the earth and with his connection of God he had supreme control of the earth. So the Bible, gave, the Bible said God gave him dominion. This is a very important word because that's what we have as sons of God, dominion. It is a restored dominion by our new birth. Now, so again, he, he was the God of the earth and with his connection with God, he had supreme control over the earth. Let me tell you, mountain moving faith. Belongs to sons of God. Amen. Jesus would also say if you had the faith um, you know, of a grain of mustard seed, you would say to this sycamine tree, be you plucked up and cast into the sea, and it would be done. Right? That's also another Bible scripture. So you have tree-moving faith. Amen. Again, Jesus would say, as we as we read, if you if you say to this mountain, be removed, or even he pointed back to the fig tree which was now dead. You've got you've got fig we you've got fig tree killing faith. Amen. You have the power. You see, Adam, he could speak and he could name and he could stop nature and he could do just about anything he wanted to. But when he sinned, he lost his inheritance. So Adam could say, Let this mountain be moved over here, and it would do it. He was given the power to dress the garden amen and Adam could say let this tree be plucked up here moved over and planted over here and it would do it because he had supreme control as a minor God under God our father he didn't do things by the sweat of the brow as we do today but he did it by the power of the word of God Amen. With supreme called control as a minor God under God our Father because he was a son of God. But you see, sin caused a man to lose his sonship and his position with God. But I want you to notice the gospel and the blood of Jesus restores a man back to his position of sonship again. Amen. I I want you just to think because we can get our real sermon here. that, That if the blood has cleansed it back, what about now? If this was the way it was before the fall and the blood has cleansed us back, what about now? These are the words that Jesus said. You shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. You see, again, we can look and see what the second Adam did. Now, because, you know, we, we get our physical qualities from our first father, Adam, but we get our spiritual qualities and our real inheritance in life from our, our real father, and that's God. Amen. And he came as the second Adam. To show us that we too could have that connection with God and power over sin. And by that connection with God, we also would be tapped into omnipotent power. That we could say too, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Amen. How many is ready to operate as sons? Amen. We got to get rid of some of our slave mentality. Of we can't and realize he said we can do all things. Amen. Amen. Now, of course, when we look at what the second the Son of God, the second Adam, did as the beginner of the new race, Jesus spoke words of creation, and it formed the eyeballs in the head of the blind. He spoke life into the body of a man who was dead four days, and and he came forth and lived again. He spoke to the winds and the waves, and they obeyed him. And it would cause others to say, what manner of man is this? Amen. He would, he would rebuke devils and demon powers and sickness and diseases were healed just by a word. Amen. By becoming the lamb and through the shed blood, he has purchased us or brought us back. Just redeemed us from the slavery of sin. Amen, and has equipped us and has empowered us, and the blood positions us with power and authority. Amen. Are you hearing me this morning? That's what the blood does. It puts you in a place of a, a position of power and authority. And Jesus said, "The works that I do shall you do also." So not only do we see that's that's what he did, but he also commissioned us to stand right there in his footsteps and do as he did. The works that I do shall you do also. Amen. Now, see, Adam lost his inheritance on the earth and he lost the earth. It passed from his hand to the one he sold it to, and, which is Satan. And he sold his faith in God to Satan's reason. And therefore his eternal life, his right to the tree of life, his right to the earth belonged to him. And he forfeited it all into the hands of Satan and passed it from his hand to Satan. Amen. Now, when man sinned, he separated himself from God. And he crossed the great chasm and put himself in death on, the, on this side. And he left no way back. Let me tell you, he left no way back. He couldn't get into going to heaven. Amen. It's all closed off from him. He can't stay in Eden. He can't stay in the heavenly realms. He can't stay in the word realm. He loses it all. And he has no way back. I want you to know that was the condition we were in. Amen. There was no way back. There was no man who could atone for us. There was nobody that could bridge the way for us. Amen. And when we were helpless in that condition, almighty God didn't leave us to despair. But God would bridge the chasm himself and become a man. Amen. To take on our human struggle. Oh, I remember in Isaiah 9 and 6, unto us a son is born, Under us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful and Counselor, the Mighty God. Amen. The Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How That mighty God means warrior God. He came to take on human battles. Amen. He came to face the devils that you have to face. That you have faced since your childhood. From the demons that have opposed you. He came to take on and defeat them. So that you can walk in victory by a new birth. That you can be a son of God and be empowered and positioned as a son of God over every devil. over every power of hell. Hallelujah. Now, you see what God did when there was no way back. Here come God bringing a substitute. Said it ain't time for the Redeemer to come. But until he does, I'm going to give you a substitute. I'm going to take a life for your life. Amen. A lamb, an innocent creature is going to die in your place. And that blood will atone for you. Because the, the word decrees, the day you eat there, that day you die. And death has now come. And you are dying. I'm going to accept the death of an innocent lamb. So that it can bring a connection between me and you. So there can be a fellowship with man. Now, of course, this is what Adam spoke of or Abel spoke of. On the other side of the chasm as a sinner. As a sinner, he comes approaching God. And he doesn't come with the works of his hands. He don't come with his good deeds. He don't come offering what, he, what he's accomplished. He comes and brings an innocent lamb to offer it in his place. And he's looking ahead by revelation that one day there will come a lamb. And that lamb will atone for sin. Are you with me now? Because when man sinned, you know, there again on one side of the chasm, he's he's a son of God, he's an offspring of God, he has inheritance of the earth, he can control nature, he can speak into existence, he's a creator himself, he's an offspring of God. But when he crossed, he separated his sonship. He's a sinner by nature, and he's under the hands and dominion of Satan, and God took a sacrifice. Amen. A chemical of blood, but the blood of bulls and goats could not eradicate sin. Amen. It only covered sin. We can best describe it like it was a paint that would cover a stain, but the stain is still behind the paint. Are you with me? That's about the best we can describe it. A red spot on our hand and cover it with white, but the red spot is still there. And God, though, God wanted to do more than that. And I just want to get you to understand your position of sonship as a born-again son or daughter of God who has the power to resist the devil, who has the power, didn't we see it demonstrated? Amen. To cast Satan out, to shut up his mouth, to stop him in his tracks, to say this day you'll trouble us no more. Amen. That's what we saw demonstrated. That's what we saw the Holy Spirit do. Amen. The power that he can by no means harm you. Amen. That we have the power to bind him and his effects. But not only the power to bind him and his effects, but to drive him out. Amen. Hallelujah! I don't know about you, but I don't want him in this church. I don't want him in our people. I don't want him in our families. I don't want him in our young people. I want to be a people that we can say like Jesus said, the prince of this world has come and he don't have a part in me. Amen. Amen. That's the way the testimony every one of us has got to have. The prince of the world has not got a part in my life. He don't have a root there. He doesn't have a right to stay there. Amen. There's not one unconfessed sin that ain't under the blood. I've been eradicated by that blood. He had no part in me. Amen. That man wants to be that kind of people. Amen. Well, that's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. He'll so eradicate sin until, until there is no place. Satan has no place in your life. Amen. Amen. Not one place he can take root or hold. Right. Now, you know why? Because God doesn't in, our, in this birth, in this covenant, he doesn't provide us a paint that covers the sin, and yet the sin's still there and the nature's is there. It's just where God can't see it. Come on. Right. But God does more than that. He sent down a bleach. Yeah. Yeah. And that bleach eradicates every trace. Can I say it again? Every trace a man of that sin, like a bleach does to the to the ink. you drop it down, the eat down into the bleach. And the coloring of sin swirls around through the mediators and right on down through time until it hits your accuser, Satan. And it lays on him to the day of judgment. I want to report to you that those of you that have repented of your sin and got them washed in the blood you are no longer accountable it ain't on your record there's not a stain there Amen. There's not a pain on it that is hiding something that you did. I want to tell you, it's eradicated. It is gone. And it's not just gone, but it's went down to the mediator until it's on the head of your adversary. And it'll be him that goes to hell, not you that goes to hell. It'll be him in the judgment, not you in the judgment. Because you have passed from condemnation into life. That's what the blood has done. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Now, the coloring of sin goes back to the mediators. Down through time until it hits the accuser. Amen. And lays on him. Remember. If you're his slave Then he's responsible Because he made you do it Are you with me He's the one responsible He was the one controlling you He had control over your life So now it's eradicated from you And placed back on him Amen Who will go to judgment for your sins He will who will burn in the lake of fire? He will amen. The lake of fire wasn't made for you. It was created for the devil and his angels. Hallelujah. Amen. Not one son of God's gonna be there. Now then, we know what happened. Now we're cleansed. And I just want to say I just want to aim it down to you. If you repented of your sins, you're cleansed. It's all gone. Amen. You've been loosed by the power of God. You've been set free, been made free. Amen. And because you've been made free, Satan has no more claim on you. I just want to say again, Satan has no more claim on you. You don't belong to him. You don't have to obey him. You don't have to yield your members to him anymore. Your eyes don't belong to him anymore. Your ears don't belong to him anymore. Your mouth, your tongue, your your seeing, your taste, your feel, your your conscience, your memory, nothing belongs to him. Your mind don't belong to him. He don't have a right to stay in your mind. Amen. Because you have been given the power to cast him out every time. And keep that door of faith right there closed. Amen. Because his kingdom has been defeated. And the only way he can do anything is if you let him in. Mm-hmm. So we need to get a way to get that door locked, then, don't we? Because when Noah went in the ark, he couldn't go out. And nobody could go in. And that's what we want to see happen. We want such a seal on your life. We're going to be talking about this. Until not only can Satan come in any longer, he can't. But neither can you go out again. Let's go back to it. Just a simple song, a phrase of one of the hymns. He saves and he keeps. Amen. This God is not just one saving you from it, but keeping you from it. He's not just one to wipe your past clean, but also your future to stay clean. Hallelujah. Now then. But what now, when our sins are gone, what happens to the Son? He becomes in perfect fellowship with the Father again. He's standing on the other side of the chasm with no more remembrance against him. In fact, the matter is, it's so eradicated that there's not even a chasm there anymore. No remembrance that you were ever on the other side. So God is remembering you like he had in his mind before the foundation of the world, before you ever sinned, before you ever fell, before you ever made a mistake, before you ever told your first lie or your last lie. Amen. He's remembering you as you were, as a son of God in his thinking. Now, there's no more stain of sin that can be found anywhere. You're free. Can I just say it again? You're free. Amen. Amen. Free. Again, the song comes in my mind, saved to sin no more. Let me make it clear to you you're not a saved sinner. Amen. You were a sinner. And now you've been saved. But if you've been truly saved, you're not a saved sinner. You're not still a sinner who's saved. No, you are no longer a sinner. Amen. You're no longer a slave to sin. You are a child of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, I want to get it to you. A serpent's defeater. Serpent bruiser. Come on. An overcomer. Amen. With power to tread on serpents. Are you with me? So what happens is the son, he comes in perfect fellowship with the father again, standing on the other side of the chasm until there is no more chasm, no remembrance, no more stain of sin, free. Amen. And the, just think, just when you drop that ink down in the bleach, that ink can never become ink again. All right. All right. Think about it. And when you put that sin really down in that blood of Jesus, and never, never come back on you again. But you say we've had it in my family line for years and years. What family line you're talking about? Amen. When I'm born again, I got a new family line. Amen. I got a new father. I got to realizing who I am, who I, who called me, who gave me this life. And in that family line, there are no there are no sins. There are no hang-ups. Are you with me? There aren't anything that are passed down except love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, patience, kindness. Amen. So when sin is confessed and dipped into the blood, man and woman dipped into the blood of Christ, it kills all symptoms. And every molecule of sin, Amen. I don't know if you can get down smaller than a molecule, but maybe, maybe you can. Maybe I don't, I'm not. I'm not sure of the, all the terminologies on there. But, but anyway, the molecule of sin goes back to the devil and lays on him to the day of judgment, where his eternal destination has been set to be thrown into the lake of fire. Do you know that Satan is predestinated? He's predestinated to a fire. Amen. To be destroyed. His destiny has been set. Do you know you are predestinated? Amen. You have your destiny has been set. What is your destiny? It's a rapture. It's eternal life. It's the millennium ahead. Amen. It's the new earth, the new heavens and the new earth. It's eternity and all the adventures that comes as a son or daughter of God. Amen. It kills every symptoms. And the chasm is bridged and never to come into remembrance anymore. And a man stands justified as a son of God. Now, this is what the blood has done for you. It's removed the chasm. The past reminders of sin is gone. Now, but let's stop just for a moment. Let's just go back to that first covenant of blood. The blood of bulls and goats, and it was just a paint. And it was only speaking of something greater to come. So we would all agree that the blood of bulls and goats was lesser blood than the blood of Jesus. Right? Right? amen so now but i want you to look and see for a moment let's take the the figure moses and moses was under the blood of bulls and goats with his confession and the word of god and yet god could take that simple man under that covenant and that blood are you with me now amen and he could walk right out there as Jehovah had spoken to him. And, and it's God's thought. God uses man. Come on. And God spoke to him and said, Go take your rod and stretch your, your hand toward the east and say flies. And it happened just as he said. Yes. Moses, under the blood of bulls and goats, walk out there with a the stick a man reached toward the east Thus saith the Lord let there be flies he would call for flies you know what he was doing he was tormenting the devil come on now amen now his rod represented the name of Jesus so you you got the rod of Moses in your mouth by which you can call all of heaven against your adversary are you with me Amen. Now, so you see, he, would, he can say, Thus saith the Lord, let there be flies. And never, never even heard a fly. But all of a sudden, as he walked back, it has been released. Come from, from the mind of God. Become word. Spoke through human lips. A simple man under the blood of bulls and goats. I want to get this to you. Without a new birth. A man who's still a sinful man who has never been cleansed of of the very nature of sin. He might be cleansed of of sins, but not the nature of sin. First thing you know, after speaking it, here comes a green fly begin to fly around. Next thing you know, five pounds per, per yard. What was it? It was the word of God spoken through Moses. Amen. Moses was the creator. Standing on the blood of bulls and goats. Somebody help me preach. Because under the blood he was standing in the presence of God. And his word wasn't his own words. Amen. Now where does that bring us to? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be given to you. Now get rid of the mentality that the reformers taught us. That if I pray enough, if I fast enough, if I, if I do steps of holiness enough, then, then I'll be there. No, we abide in him by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he abides in us by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you are there as a son, ask what you will. And it shall be given to you. Every born again son. Are you with me? Has the authority, amen, to take the word into his mouth and to speak that word against that enemy. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Listen, it wasn't with physical strength that we cast out devils. It's by the power of God. Just taking faith in God's word. When I looked in the face, in the very, very face of that devil. And I'm not talking about the young boy, but looking in his face. And just fastening my eyes upon him and looking down into the depth of his soul. And just begin to speak peace. Yes. Whisper peace. Peace. I'm speaking peace. Brother, when his peace comes... Devils can't stay there. Just a moment, his head drops and he's free, delivered. Amen. Yeah, I've got a report on him too. He's still delivered. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then ask what you will. It shall be given to you. Amen. Let there be frogs, Moses would say. There wasn't a frog in the country in an hours time, they were ten foot deep in places. Amen. What was it? It was God, the Creator, hiding himself in a simple man. Oh, I want to get to you. This is what God wants to do with you. Take your vessel your hands, take your feet, take your voice, take your mind that the devil once enslaved, oh hallelujah, and become the king of your heart and sitting on your throne and making your mind, your body, your feet, oh my, subject to him as a love slave. Now, so Brother Branham would say to this, where is the church standing at? This is what I want to get this church to realize. Where are we standing at? Amen. When you see God heal the sick, when you see the devils cast out, where are we standing at? We are people that are operating under the blood. And if the blood of bulls and goats can put a man in that position, how much more can the blood of Jesus Christ put every one of us into that position? Amen. 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 Now, where is the church standing at? This is his question. So I want to ask you something. If the blood of bulls and goats... Could be used, the blood of a bull or goat could be used for a bleach, which can only cover, could put a man in position to speak the creative word of God and bring flies into existence. Why do you stumble at the bleach of Jesus Christ's blood who could speak a squirrel or something into existence? Don't you do it. Don't stumble over simplicity. Believe that He still remains God. Oh, I'm glad to be among the people today. That believes God is God, Amen. God of every situation, Amen. If I can just get your heart to look in that way this morning, you'll realize there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Not whatever situation I'm facing this morning, whatever thing that lays ahead, of, there is nothing. There is nothing too hard for God, Amen. And because of that, there's nothing impossible with you. Now, Mark eleven twenty two told us, if you say to this mountain, be moved. You know, sometimes the whole secret in getting the devil to move is somebody realizing, hey, I got a problem and I don't want it no more. And when it becomes released from you, devil, I don't want you in my life. Amen. Then that gives us the authority then to make him go. Because only by permission can he stay. Your permission. Amen. But if you'll surrender to God and you'll you'll submit to God, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this rule in my life anymore. That devil has to go. It cannot stand before the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, So if you say this mountain be thou removed and believe what you said will come to pass. You can have what you said. Now to think of it, you that are born of the spirit of God, you have the deed to eternal life. You have the deed to overcoming power. And you have the deed to live in victorious over sin. You have the deed, the title deed to your healing, your deliverance. Amen. Now, in the, in the message of breach, Brother Brandon would talk about the title deed of redemption. Said it mean it's redemption means all legal possession to all that was lost by Adam and Eve. Oh, what that ought to do to a born again Christian. It's legal possession to the abstract deed, the title of eternal life means that you possess everything that Adam and Eve lost. Amen. Everything they lost, everything they lost belongs to you now. Amen. You're no longer on the other side of the chasm. I want you to get this thought. You are no longer on the other side of the chasm, separated from God. You have been connected back to God with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and therefore you're connected with omnipotence. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on, Amen. And you possess everything. So now by virtue, by virtue of the baptism of the Holy Ghost as the seal of God, we have a right to everything that Jesus paid for. Amen. Yet I want to say everything that he paid for has not yet been realized. Amen. Right. Stop this for a minute. We got, we are, you know, we've been talking about Israel and being in their homeland and being the people of the book. They're in the land, but they hadn't realized everything that belongs to them. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're in the land too, but we hadn't realized everything that belongs to But that don't mean it doesn't belong to us. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. And just for Trump to recognize that Israel has a right to the Golden Heights, that doesn't, that doesn't mean, that, that really doesn't mean anything. God said they got a right to that land. Right. Amen. For somebody else to acknowledge it, that's good and that's great. But let me tell you, you know, again, God said that every promise in this word is yours. Healing is mine. He paid for it. Deliverance is mine. He paid for it. Salvation is mine. He paid for it. Whatever it is, it's already paid for. Amen. Why live underprivileged? Why live in spiritual poverty when it's all been paid for? Paid in full by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And Satan has no more right to it. Though so you might let him squat on it a little bit. It ain't, it ain't his. And you've got a right to say, get off. Amen. We've got a right when someone is sick saying, take your hands off of God's property. Amen. That's why, you know, in dealing with some of them things I... I said, let's get them to repent and accept the Lord. Make sure that they have accepted the Lord as as their Savior. Amen. That they they want him to be the king. Because if he's king, we got authority then. Amen. If it's still Satan's kingdom, we have no authority of Satan's kingdom. Amen. But if it's been given to God and surrendered to God, then the devil has no more control. We have a Right. To every promise. Are you with me? So by virtue of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As a seal of God. We have a right to everything that Jesus paid for. Amen. Now yet it's not all been realized. As we even still groan. We realize there are things that are yet. That we still have to fulfill this little element of time. So let's go to Romans 8, verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth, travaileth together in pain together until now. Now that word is we, we sigh and we undergo agony. Amen. We still have such a certain measure of suffering to do in these bodies. Certain amount of overcoming to do. Brother Gary, when you were so sick, Sister Sandra, when you were so sick, you were in agony. You were groaning. Creation groans. And not only they, but we ourselves, who have the, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, that's the deposit, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We ourselves groan within ourselves. We're waiting for the adoption That is the redemption of our body. Now, adoption is where that you are given a new robe. And so we are waiting, amen, we're waiting a new robe. Right now, we're still wearing the tattered garments of this humanity. But we're waiting on a new robe. Amen. And this robe, uh, it humiliates you and you're in agony because of it and whatever else. It don't affect your soul. Amen. But, but we're affected in life because of the garment we're wearing. But there's a promise. And we're on the cusp of that promise. Amen. Now, we're waiting the adoption that is the redemption of our body. So, so what we possess yet is still the first fruits. Yet the revelation or the unsealing of the title deed of redemption has removed its mystery so we can know its contents. And as we digest it, as we eat that word, we become that word. And that word becomes a word in our mouth by which we prophesy. Are you with me? I'm going to Revelation 10. That's where I'm referring to, Revelation 10, 8, where, where he said, thou must prophesy again after eating the book. So you see, we're we're possessed the first fruits, yet the revel which is the revelation or the unsealing of the title D, that has removed its mysteries so that we can know what belongs to us. What God did is He gave us a clear map of everything we lost and what we are to possess. Amen. What happened down to the church ages. What worked out as the Antichrist wrote. What the church lost down to the ages. We are now been given the whole title deed of what belongs to us. Amen. Just go to read it. This is ours. This is ours. This is ours. Amen. Every promise. Every type in the scripture. Amen. Every Old Testament promise that was foretelling of this age, every New Testament promise foretelling of this age, it all belongs to you. You have the right to the title deed. The deed has been cleared. The debt has been paid in full. The devil has no more rights on you. Are you with me? His, amen, his false baptism is gone. His false Godhead is gone. Come on, somebody. His creeds are gone. Every bit of them has been purged by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. The mysteries of God have been made known to you where that you have every mystery of God at your fingertip and they're no longer mysteries anymore. They are now known word. Known promises. We're not in the days of the revealing of the mysteries. We're in the days of We are in the days where the mysteries have been revealed. Now, you can know what is yours. Now, until you know what is yours, you can't conquer. You know, if God hadn't showed us what the 144,000 belong to and those words of promises there, we'd be trying to, to inherit that. That's not our inheritance. Amen. Neither are those for the foolish virgins in the tribulation period. That's not our inheritance. That's where we got a lot mixed up in the message. We're trying to apply the wrong thing to us. Amen. We got to come back and realize that is not our inheritance. Amen. Amen. Now, we, we have now the contents as we digest it, we begin to speak it. And this word is not just for you to eat, it's for you to prophesy. Amen. Amen. And then you say, well, prophesy, prophesy. What? Well, I mean, David prophesied. What did he do? When he looked up and he saw Goliath, he prophesied. He said, This day, I'll cut your head off. This day you will fall before the children of God. This day we will overcome you. What was David doing? He was prophesying. Yes. In the time you began to prophesy, this day, I meet this adversary. This day, this sickness will no longer have any power over me. This day, the church of Jesus Christ will be free. And, and the bondages will be loose from the children of God. And they'll go in the glorious liberty of Christ. We will not let a devil come out one hour, one more day, on what God has given us as a promise of God. How many is ready to prophesy? Amen. Now, you got something more than what Adam had. What Adam had, he could fall from it. What you have, you can't fall from. What Adam had, he fell from it. What you have, you can't fall from it. Amen. 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 If you have the Holy Ghost in your soul, I'm not talking about anointing on your spirit and having an unsurrendered heart, but if you have that Holy Ghost on the inside of the inside, amen, you're already further advanced than what Adam was. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what the seal of the living God has done for you? It has placed you back into eternity and you can never, never, never fall away from it. Hallelujah. Now, where's that devil at? Amen. When you look right there at that adversary, you know who's going to fall. It ain't going to be me. Amen. Put me up Psalms 27, the rapture message. That just comes to me, rapture message, which is Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amen. What enemy do I have to worry about? You say, Brother Tim, you don't know how evil the age is. Yeah, and I'm ignorant to a lot of what is going on, but whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, oh, what happened? They stumbled and fell amen what about your adversary well when the wicked even my enemy and my foes came upon me to eat up on my flesh they stumbled and fell amen this is the way we got to look at it church this is where God placed us amen it will be your enemy falling at your feet today you will fall at our feet today we will triumph over you Today, why the day? Because today is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. Now, so it's put you back into eternity. Now, let's go, let's go to 1 Peter 1 and 5. And I brought, uh, I brought this into my notes yesterday as I was studying upon this. And 1 Peter 1 and 5 said, who are kept by the power of God. Now that word, like we heard Brother Donnie preach, you know, that's dunamis. Dynamite. Right. We are kept by the, the dunamis, the power of God, through faith unto salvation. How many's ever heard that the devil would be revealed in the last days? Right. It's true. Right. Amen. Thessalonians didn't tell that wicked man it wouldn't be revealed, the son of perdition there is a revealing of the man of sin. All right. yeah. Amen. He's making himself known and his power over the world that we're living in. But I want you to know there are another people on earth, there's another race yet on the earth that are of the God race who are kept by the power of God through faith under salvation ready to be revealed in the last times. Hallelujah. Now, so there is a salvation that is being revealed, a deliverance that is being revealed in the last times. Amen. What what you even saw demonstrated was was a reveal and a manifestation of the power of God through faith bringing deliverance that's being revealed in this last time. It'll cast out pornography. It'll cast out complexes. There is nothing, can I say it again? Nothing, name your enemy. He's got to bow before the name of Jesus. He cannot stand in the presence of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Every one of them had to bow to the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Amen. Kept to the power of God through faith, under salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. Now, according to the Bible, there is a people who receive a revelation. Faith is a revelation of people who receive a revelation of who they are, where they came from, and where they're going. And that revelation tells them we are unstoppable. Come on, church. Amen. Cannot be stopped. Why? Because I've already been told where I'm going. Hallelujah, David was unstoppable because the anointing oil had been poured on him and he knew where he was going. Where was he going? To the throne. Hallelujah, give me the last verse of Revelation 3 right quick. Amen. He knew where he was going to the throne. So he knew then, the, the one before, verse 21. Now, to him that overcometh, look at this. Is this our age? This Laodicea? Is this the last people? Are you the ones? Amen. Will I grant to sit with me in my throne? Even as I also overcame and sat down with my father and his throne, you're going to overcome. Amen. Your destiny has been set. God has already said, come on now. Amen. If, listen, if William Branham could stand there and tell Bill Dow, I'll see you and shake your hand in front of the Blue Boar restaurant. Right. Amen. Bill Dow there knew wasn't no sickness, wasn't no pneumonia, not even old age. There was nothing could stop him from raising up out from under that oxygen tent and getting up, getting his clothes on and taking one step at a time until he met Brother Branham in front of the Blue Boar restaurant and shook his hand amen and this word is even as great or greater it's the very words of Jesus to you that's why it's greater this is your word amen you that overcometh come on hadn't I told you You know, you can't overcome unless you have something to overcome. And then he couldn't say to him that overcometh, and then nobody did it. If he said to him that overcometh, that means somebody's going to do it. And I'm talking about these can-do people. Who can do the greater works who can be that invincible army who look at the promise of God where my destiny is set to a rapture to sit with him on his throne and ain't no devil between here and there that's big enough to keep me off of that throne or going in that rapture no sickness, no devil, no problem. You name the devil. Now, don't care how big you think he is. He is nothing. He is minuscule. He is nothing. He is zero in the presence of our God and the presence of this Word. The Word will triumph, and you will triumph with the Word. Now, you are kept by the power of God. Dynamite. Dynamics. Through faith, having received this revelation, unto salvation, deliverance, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, through our faith, and that faith has to be the revelation of God personally to you. You say, well, I jumped and I shouted, well, did you get a revelation of God personally to you? Well, I cried and I rolled in the floor. Did you get a revelation of God personally to you? You say, Brother Tim, uh, but I, I, you know, I... I I didn't shout. I didn't do none of that. Did you get a revelation of God personally to you? Revelation of God personally to you. That's the new birth. And that's where we put our, our faith has to rest on who he is. And then the revelation of who we are. I am a son of God. And as a son of God, all powers are subject to me. No weapon. No weapon formed against me can prosper thee. This is my inheritance. Now, through our faith, just keep that scripture up, please. Through our faith, that revelation of Christ personally to you, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen. Amen. I think about that young, that, that lady there, that young mother in the, in the back room. There, when she, she was there, and they were working with her, trying to get down and find the key to her deliverance. And she looked around for a moment, as she just kind of come to for a moment and said, I see angels all around I want you to know you're not alone. Come on, we are kept through the power of God. It constantly guards us until our full salvation. Amen. Ready to be revealed in the last time. So God has guarded His church all the way down through. Now that guard word guard comes from a military term. I can't. I can't even pronounce the Greek. But it comes from a military term in the Greek, which means a fort, an army garrison, stationed to defend a city. And you are continually being watched over and protected by God's mighty power. Did you hear that? You are constantly... Listen, angels don't come to your aid. They're always there. I will give my angels charge over thee. Listen, and to guard thy way, listen, any time you dash your foot against a stone. Oh, I know the devil tried to use Jesus there and tried to get him misplaced. But that word's still true. He has given his angels charge over you. Amen. Now, notice you're constantly being watched over, protected by God's mighty power. You're not alone. You're protected by that connection with omnipotence, surrounded by angels. Amen. Now, notice when we went there for a moment ago, we're kept by the power of God. What power is that? This is what Jesus said, you shall receive power. Which is dunamis, the Holy Ghost. It's that dynamite power after the Holy Ghost has come on you. With the Holy Ghost comes its power. With the Holy Ghost comes its omnipotence. That's why I say there ain't no problem now too big for you to defeat. What you could not defeat before, you can defeat it now amen what you could not overcome before amen you can defeat it now once you were powerless over on this other side of the chasm tormented by every kind of devil now the chasm has been removed and you're connected back with God again and you can say to the atmospheres around you control the storms in your life bring everything subject to the blood of Jesus somebody help me preach now amen oh my what is it it's the salvation that is that is revealed in the last time notice now salvation revealed in the last time let's let's go about this now not only that but the power of god through faith kept by the power ephesians 4 30 now we could we could certainly go to um peter when he tells us about sanctifying our lives and, and and receiving the holy ghost then he comes right down he said and if you shall do these things what you shall never fall amen now I'm talking to some people that God's bringing in position you're not going to fall before your enemy anymore some of come on some of you some of you have faced the enemy before and got defeated so come right back to it. It, it laughed at you, it scorns you, and whatever. But with the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, you will never fall again. Amen. You say, Well, I had this trouble with pornography. Not no more. He's dead. you he's dead. I had this habit. Not no more. That was me across the chasm but I'm not across that chasm anymore. I'm on the other side and connected with omnipotence and I've got the power now to turn my head, to turn the devil down. I don't have to listen to him anymore. I am not his slave any longer. My eyes don't belong to him my feet don't belong to him my body ain't his no more I am a son of God I'm not a slave to sin any longer Did somebody hear what I said? I'm talking about freedom. And you are no longer a slave. You no longer have the history of slavery. That ain't you. It never was you. You're a son of God, called of God, ordained of God to be a devil defeater. I said, hallelujah. Then my praise can go to God. From a surrendered heart. Hallelujah. Because I'm kept by the power of God. I'm kept by the Holy Ghost. I'm kept by dynamite power. And when the when the enemy comes, it may not look much, but it's just one stone of Jesus' name. That's all I have to do is release. Come on. And Goliath's going to fall. I've been set to the throne. Now, Ephesians 4.30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed. Somebody help me now. Sealed until the day of redemption. How long are you sealed? Until your body's redeemed. Right now, you got this flesh that you live in. Has its passions, has its ways, has human nature. Somebody help me preach. It's not converted. Unless the Holy Ghost lives on in you. And then you bring it subject. Amen. Somebody help me preach now. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of your redemption. So how long are you going to be sealed? Until your body's changed. Amen. From now on. From now on. Because even in the redemption ahead. The devil has no power anymore over you. Amen. Are you with me now? I'm talking about a people of power. You say to the mountain. You say to the problem. You take the word and you speak to it. Satan, get out of my way. What a, how a liar you are. You have no right to me. You have no place in me. I don't belong to you. Not one bit of myself belongs to you. I'm a blood bloodbought blood son or daughter of the living God, standing justified, never did it in the first place. What? Ephesians 4.30 has said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Now, now what, what's going on? Well, you know, God's getting you ready for a journey. And what he's doing is he comes along and you, you, you're asking for the inspector to come and put his seal on you, his seal of approval that nothing is going to shake loose along the journey. You know, you, you've you had things in your life that wasn't right. You've got to get everything you know out that was shake loose in the journey right amen so we have this railroad car and we got it packed we got got everything positioned in its place it's got to be tied down so well brother Tim what are you what in the world what kind of thing well all of us have a temper right Moses temper kept him out of the promised land amen we don't want a temper to keep us out of the promised land do we Amen. But Moses could speak squirrels, not squirrels, but flies and fleas and all the other, all the things and torment the devil. But he didn't have a surrendered heart. Right. He still had a temper out of control. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. So, so what would happen here? Here he, he would get along the journey and he breaks loose yeah. before he reaches the promised land. Yeah. Amen. We don't want you breaking loose before the rapture. Amen. And God won't, he won't put his seal on you until everything is packed right, tied down. It ain't going to break loose no more. I've always said temper is a good thing to have unless, you know, it's something so good you should never lose. Amen. Amen. You you know, you, you need a backbone. You need to be able to stand up. You don't want to be a jellyfish. Right? But you want it channeled and put right. right. Amen. That stubbornness, which is a sin of rebellion, you want that, you want that taken and aimed another direction, don't you? Right. Amen. Well you, instead of being stubborn, uh, and that used of the devil, it's used of God because you are an overcomer and and being used of God, you're you're perseverant now. Right. Hanging on to every promise. I won't give up. Right. I'm not gonna let you go. Right. Amen. Amen. Now, so again, you see, it's tied down. Now, the Holy Spirit inspects that person till he's thoroughly satisfied and knows that they are. That then they're sealed until their eternal destination. There's nothing that can break that seal. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Hear what your prophet said. Nothing. Can break that seal. Then he goes on the way to say, Woe unto the guy who would try to break that seal, and the Holy Spirit's seal cannot be broken. So the devil is in trouble trying to break your seal. Amen. Now, so now again, the Bible said it would be ready, uh, it's a salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. This is the hour of the revealing or the apocalypto of the sons of God. Where real sons of God will meet the enemy and triumph. Now, so the the Greek verb apocalypto means to unveil and disclose. And Peter is saying that there's a, a more complete Salvation. Awaiting us when Christ is unveiled in the last days. Read the scripture. He says, again, let me just read it. He's saying there's a more complete salvation awaiting us when Christ is unveiled in the last days. We got a greater salvation than the Lutherans, we got a greater revelation of Christ than the Wesleyans. We have a greater revelation of Christ than the Pentecostals. Yeah. Come on, somebody, Amen. What is it? It is the Apocalypse, or the Revealing. That is also that is also the title of the last book of the Bible, the Revelation. And the the Book of Revelation was not written to the first age. Right. Somebody help me preach. It wasn't written to the second age or the third or the fourth. It was reserved to the last day. And in the last day, now we know its contents. Now the mystery has now been revealed. It wasn't for other ages. It is a mystery or revelation that has been revealed and that was reserved to the last day. So Paul and Peter would say, we're kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. Because in the last day, there is a revelation of a raptured people. Did somebody hear what I said? Amen. A people that are quickened, empowered, an invincible army, that no weapon formed against them can prosper. No mountain in their way can stand. Hallelujah. No root. No root of the enemy. Come on, somebody. No unfruitfulness will be tolerated. Amen. He's cursed and pulled out. I'm talking about an overcoming church. A powerful church. People that are connected with omnipotence. Amen. Now, so it's the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Paul, Peter tells us, in First uh, 1 Peter 1.13, he tells us that it's a grace that is revealed in the last days. What's this. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. Now, you know, in, as they wore the robes and, and there was feminine dress and masculine dress there that you could tell by looking at them, well, you know, whether they were male or female by their dress. Are you with me? And there, in their days, in that day, there they, they're talking about gird up the loins, and they would take the long robe there, and they would they would pull it up in their belt, right. so that they could do their work. Right. Amen. do their fighting, right. or do do whatever task they're running, right. so they can be unhindered. Right. And and Peter says, gird up the loins of your mind. Amen. Pull, up, pull up the loins of your mind and be sober, be serious, be dedicated, be consecrated, and hope to the end. Keep your eyes on the, the hope of his blessed appearing. Amen. Keep your mind on the goal. Amen. We're losing sight of the goal in this day. People are are now, they're centering in on how long we're going to be here now. How long we're going to stay. Listen, we need to have our minds on leaving. First of all, you don't know when you're going to leave. You can leave today. You can leave tomorrow. Whatever, you've got to be ready to leave here. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be serious. Be sober. And hope to the end Keep your mind on the promise of God on his coming. Yes. Amen. For the grace that is to be brought to you in the last and to you at the revelation, at the revelation. Somebody say revelation. revelation. That's the apocalypto of Jesus Christ. Do you, know, do you know that's what the book of Revelation is called? It is called the apocalypto or the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hello? And when that revelation is revealed, amen, we are to be a people that are what? Curting up the loins of our mind. We're going to have to have a mindset. A mindset, I can, I will, I do believe. A mindset on Calvary, a mindset of who I am in Christ. Is somebody with me now? Amen. So you got to get rid of your hindrances and sanctify yourself. Lay aside every weight. Amen. Don't you don't want to be in a position where any devil will call you out. Amen. And tell you you have no power because of some vice. Because the devil will call you out. Come on, somebody. Too long you have yielded your vessels as instruments of unrighteousness. Your voice has been used by the devil. Amen. Your dress has been used by the devil. Come on. when 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 I see young ladies that are walking around here with skirts that they're melted and clothes that they're melted and poured into. And that they've got dresses that are above their knees when they're standing or they can't cover them when they're sitting. They they are an instrument being used of the devil. Are you with me? Amen. And the devil will call you out. And God also will call you out. Amen. Because the devil will tell you, you have no power over me. And this is why you can't overcome. Because of things in your life you won't surrender. And so you still belong to me. So you're fake and you have no power to cast me out. But if we want the devil defeated, we're going to have to subject ourselves to the word, submit ourselves to the word of God, resist the devil then and he'll flee from us. Amen. Don't let no devil call you out. Yeah. Amen. Tell you have no power because of some vice in your life. Too long you've yielded yourself. You know, your voice used by the devil, your short dresses, your paint, your makeup, your mind's corrupted by false images. Come on. Amen. The Bible said, he, Paul, uh, David would say, I'll set no evil thing before my eyes. And people are feeding on every kind of filthy thing of the world. And I'm just going to tell you what your prophet said about it. He said it was committing adultery against Christ. Now you can go make excuses all you want to. And when we're left behind, don't cry at me. Amen. Because you will be called out on it at some point. Amen. And and, you know, you'll be exposed by it at some point. Amen. Your sins will find you out. It's time we clean house, sanctify our lives, lay aside every other thing. Are you with me? Amen. So we can run this race unhindered. Amen. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Hope to the end for the grace that that is to be brought into you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's grace. There's great favor given to you of overcoming power. Amen, of dunamis power. It's a power reserved Amen. to this last day. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. So he would say, prepare your hearts and minds for action. Yes. That's what I want this church to do. Keep that verse up. Prepare your mind for, act- for action. Get ready to fight. Right. Amen. Yes. Amen. You can't fight when you're being hindered. That's
1: right. Right. Amen. Hey.
0: Amen, you can't, listen, an unspiritual church will never defeat the devil. I'm just going to tell you, church, I, I'm really happy there was nothing to call out on me. I'm really happy to say he had no part in me. Amen, that when I, that when I could speak, I could speak with authority. And to defeat your enemy, you're going to have to have that same kind of authority or you'll never defeat the devil. Amen. Come on. Amen. Now, so prepare your hearts and minds for action. Get ready because we're in the greatest battle ever been fought. We are, bes- we are on every hand. The enemy is on, on every hand. Are you with me? And you may think I'm surrounded. Come on now. But I'm surrounded by him. Amen. That greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Come on, church. We're surrounded. A host of angels around us. Amen. The word of God is for us. (coughs) Amen. It's not as it's even in our mouth. It's the word of God. Amen. Notice, prepare your hearts and mind for action. Stay alert. Not a time to go to sleep. fix your hope firmly on that marvelous grace that is coming to you. What marvelous grace? Brother Branham told us that this church receives a rapturing grace and a rapturing faith. Somebody with me? Amen. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. Let me quote that again. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, how many believe we're in the unveiling of God? Amen. Amen. He's been obscured down to the ages. He's been veiled by denomination traditions, by wrong doctrines. Amen. For our false teachings would veil him from our face. Come on. Amen. But the mighty God has been unveiled before us. Amen. We're in the hour of the unveiling of God. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you understand where we're at? Amen. You've got a greater measure of grace. Amen. Not so you can sin, but so you can overcome. People want the grace of God so they can keep sinning and live in their sins. But God wants to give you grace so you can overcome. Yes. That you can rise up above that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now that, that word Christ will be unveiled. It means to come out of, of concealment, appear, made manifest, revealed. It's the same word, too. The re- revelation of Jesus Christ. So let me, let me just bring it right down to you real quick. Christ has been raised up out of history. Yes,
1: he, has.
0: Yes, he, has. Right. he is no longer a historical God. Right. Come on. What we even saw this week, friend, was not a God uh, of yesterday who couldn't, you know, uh, of the past. Are you with me? Right. Amen. But we saw the present Christ yeah. raised up out of history. Yeah. Right. Amen. The same one that made devils flee. Right. They come, the the raging storms and lives come on. Amen. When when I spoke peace to that young man, what was it? It was controlling the storms. The demons had him all tore up. But the word of peace, amen, brought him down to freedom, to deliverance. Are you with me? Christ has been raised out of history. Out of obscurity, out of the confusion of the dark ages, and his healing power has been revealed. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh, who hath believed our report now? Yes. Who to whom is the arm of the Lord being revealed? We see He is mighty in power. He is mighty against demons. He is mighty against cancer. Yes. He is mighty against against every kind. You name the name, He's mighty against it. Amen. We have, been, we have seen him raised up. He's not in obscurity anymore. His healing power has been revealed. His saving power and power over sin has been revealed. Amen. And once vindicated, a greater measure of grace has now been given. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? A greater measure of grace of the favor of God to overcome has now been given to the church amen to defeat Satan on every hand you're gonna need it to be raptured in this age you're gonna need it and God has poured out a greater measure of grace that is being revealed in the end time in my name you shall cast out devils In my name you will speak with new tongues. Amen. In my name you will act. Amen. Amen. Truths that have been long laid hidden, obscured by denominational theology is now revealed and made manifest. These truths are now come out of concealment. Neglected stones like Elijah building at the altar. Come on somebody. Amen. Neglected stones have now been put back in place again. God's true place of worship has been revealed again. Amen. The power of his name is being revealed again. And if your spirit field, I want to get it back to you as we come again back to this point. Your soul is already advanced beyond what Adam's was when he stood up on the earth. For Adam had a place to be filled. Come on. Listen to me real close as we bring it down to close. Adam had a place to be filled, but he didn't get it filled with God. He let Satan take that place. Amen. Amen. Adam had a place to be filled. But you, but you, with this grace that's been revealed in the last day, you have been filled with the very Spirit of almighty God. Hallelujah. And you're not like Moses just operating alone (laughs) by delegated power, but the very power of omnipotence is now dwelling in you. Hallelujah. I'm talking to a people, an end time people, a people called out in this last day, omnipotent power now lays on the inside of you and you shall receive power Amen. dynamite power Holy Ghost power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and it will make you a witness amen that you are a conqueror over every foul spirit over every demon of hell over every sickness that comes against the body of Christ that you are the church Triumphant. You're not a defeated people. You are a victorious through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't we praise him right now? Stand to your feet and just praise him. Amen. Give him a happy hand clap of praise as we just worship. Hallelujah. You are connected with omnipotence omnipotent power lays in you. Amen. Blast that devil right out of your situation. Amen. Withstand that enemy. Stand your ground. Amen. Defeat your enemy before he defeats you. Amen. Because you have been called to be overcomers. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, we do praise you and we thank you. We thank you for every victory. We thank you that you triumphed over and over and over and over again. We saw you working in the youth camp. We saw you working among our people when we got home. We saw that every every time that every devil had to be subject to the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Jesus told the disciples when they come back to him, and they were rejoicing over devils. And he said, rejoice not that the devils are subject to you, but rejoice. Because your name is written in heaven. Brother Branham would tell us the name is recognized on that book at Sanctification, and you've been cleansed. I want you to rejoice in your cleansing. I want this church this morning to rejoice because we saw demons fall. Amen. Because of the cleansing that went on. And now hearts have been cleansed and set free. And the enemy now has no more power over them. And I give you power to tread on scorpions And serpent and every unclean thing, and nothing, nothing nothing shall by any means harm you. Did we see it work? Amen. Did we see it manifest? We're not rejoicing because the demons were subject to it, we're rejoicing in the cleansing in setting God's people free in the glorious liberty because of the grace that is being revealed in the last days. I say, what wonderful grace. What wonderful grace. Amen. What wonderful mercy. Hallelujah. We ought to be able to say, my chains are gone. I have been set free. Amen. My God, my Savior rescued me. He left all of glory to come defeat my enemy and now I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. I'm part of the church. Triumphant. Amen. Amazing great I the sound That's me a Good night.